Hey, this is Dave King from Brightside and the Solar Panel. I want to give a special shout out to your Aussie Facebook group for Suns fans and for your pod big three of Gav, Hamo, and Cable, as well as my good friend Nate, who uh, who contributes on the podcast a lot. Good job. Keep, keep up all the hard work, and we'll see you on the Solar Panel when you guys watch again. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. P-H-O-E-N-I-X Phoenix Suns and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing P-H-O-E-N-I-X Phoenix Suns and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing Chris Paul bring a dinner with the dish Corner with the switch. We the valley, hating with the dunk. Pulse rising, now the crowd getting pumped. We the best, I ain't talking about Cali. Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali. Stand up if you're down for the suns. Put a finger in the air, we number one. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing P-H-O-E-N-I-X Phoenix Suns and you know we up next Yeah, we working for that championship ring We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing My beer for this week is um, What was it last week? It was Melbourne Suns fans I, I was trying to uh, get them to show up and have a fucking beer. Yeah, they, well, I ended up having a beer with Dash, which was fucking good value. Um, Ash, you're a, you're a gun. Uh, that was that was good fun. Cable pulled the pin on us. He he bitched out. No, his his kids were sick, so fair enough. Um, no, I think uh, I think this week, uh, to be honest, I'd love to be in a room having a beer with the uh, solar panel crew. I reckon they'd be fucking great to sit down and have a beer with. Um, I've I, I haven't been a big listener of their pod, well any pods to be honest uh, over time just just time wise it's it's been pretty hard but I've obviously been jumping on listening to the solar panel and those got well they they've been getting on the beers while they've been doing it and I, I think that'd be good value to have a beer with yeah welcome along Phoenix Suns fans Aussie fans in particular Phoenix Suns Aussie fans to our. Uh, weekly big pod uh, that's what we're going to roll out with i'm not even going to uh touch base on uh the main reason for the pod but uh the the our weekly big pod cable welcome back uh good to see you again how you going uh, thanks for having me i think we call it the weekly dribble yeah the week i like that the weekly yeah. dribble let's go yeah. with that one it's yeah. um yeah, well, that, that works. i know you i know you probably haven't looked at the episode titles on youtube and uh on uh, Spotify, I know you just listen to them, but yeah, the, if you look at the big pod, it's actually called the Weekly Dribble. I just just made it. Executive, well done. <laughs> I mean, well done. executive decision. I just did it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It works. And uh, of course, we've uh, we've got uh, Hamo back. Hamo, how are you tracking along, mate? Uh, it's um, you're uh, like Cable and myself, still in lockdown. Uh, how's uh, the weather up there? Um, pretty windy at the moment, man, but that's fine. Um, that's that's yeah. good because it's freaking miserable here in in Victoria at the moment. Rain, cold, 
fucking horrible. But hey, it so is what like it January. is. January. And we we made it official tonight. We are no longer a big three. We are a big four. Nate is back the hand. How you going, Nate? Welcome right. along. Uh, part of I'm, uh, the big four. I'm a little chuffed. You know, I'm like uh what would I be? The Macau Bridges in our starting four or something. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was actually, I was actually thinking uh, '93 Suns, and I was like, well, someone's Barkley, someone's Marley, someone's KJ, and then who's Oliver Miller? But you know, yeah, Oliver Miller. I think I'm, um, I think I, I must be Oliver Miller because I'm the fat bloke. So, um, and then we got, uh, well, we'll uh, Hamo can be KJ. Uh, I think Nate can be Chuck, and uh, you can be Dan Marley. Then, uh, you know, well, me and uh, me and Hammer were hashing this out actually when uh, we were self giving nicknames and shit. <laughs> and I said to him, Well, my middle name is Charles, so <laughs> I'm not even my middle name is perfectly. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should just, just call perfectly. you Sir Charles, just get rid of the hand. Uh, we, we, we tossed it around, but uh, Hammer said, No, you're the hand, <laughs> which makes sense. Um, all right, let's let's get into it. Uh, weekly wrap up Phoenix Suns Aussie fans page. We did, we have 483 members. Uh, people are still engaged, still involved. Great to see. Keep it up, Aussie fans. Um, in particular, I don't even care what the numbers say at the moment. Adelaide leading the way just because of their fucking finals parties. Um, Brisbane yeah, into second with their finals parties. Melbourne, we had a chance and you all fucked it up because now we're in lockdown and we can't catch up. Well, don't worry, Adelaide, Adelaide can't either now. So that's oh, yeah, true. Adelaide's fucked. So yeah, basically, you're the only one now that can carry the uh, carry the torch for us, mate. Yeah, and we're pretty safe because our premiers overseas. Because that's a safe thing to do, and uh, every football team in the country is in Brisbane. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very nice. Um, but the page is going very well, guys. Stay engaged, stay involved. And um, obviously, as we head towards the end of this season and into free agency and draft and all that fun sort of stuff, the conversation will stay up and about and we'll see what happens from there. Um, I think we just move in. We've decided we made an executive decision um, tonight. We're, we're eliminating fan of the week. Um mainly because the four of us that are on the podcast are basically the fan of the week every week and everyone else can get fucked. No, that's not true. We, we just decided that um, it's it's pretty hard. Everyone's engaging at the moment. It's it's great to see, but we're going to move straight into it. Flog of the week um, for last week, including uh, the obvious game five wonder game that was on. Uh, flog of the week. Let's start with Nate. Give it to us, Nate. Who's your flog? Mate, I've got uh, my player in the game and my flog of the game uh, down as the same person. And given that, that was the most important game last week, that's going to that's going to go my flog of the week. Actually, you're, you're right. We should go player of the game first. So we'll roll with that one first. Give us your player of the game. What's well, Booker? Yep. And he's also my flog. Oh. He got a little bit too uh, cocky, and that turnover cost us the game. And it was inside the last minute. We looked like the Suns that we always tear our hair out over when it came to closing out games. And they've been gone for most of the playoffs. And unfortunately, we're seeing it at the moment. It fucking shit me off. So still love your book. But i got to give you a bit of a flog, flog nom there. Yeah, no, fair call. Uh, Hamo, who you got? Player of the week? 
Um, I'm going to go Mikhail Bridges. Um, reason being, I was looking through the stats leading up to this. Um, he had 13 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block, shooting 83.3 from the the free uh, from the normal, and then three out of three from three point. Can't argue with it. His last Absolute game, you're right. I think it was 80% field goal percentage or something for game uh, five. Uh, 83.3, yeah. man, yeah. Yep. Yeah, nice nomination. Cable, who you got, player of the I'll game? I'll go something a little bit different. I would have said sort of Booker, but I guess, yeah, like I said, the, the last play, unfortunately, you don't want to hang him on it, but he made that decision to do what he did, and unfortunately, that put us in a bad position. So I'll go someone that I think has been pretty consistent off the bench, and that's Cam Johnson. Yeah, I'd say that one's that one's kind of hard to argue for me. I think during the finals, he's probably been our most consistent player, and, and I mean, um, I think I don't think he's been our best player, but he's made the least amount of mistakes. Um, he he makes he's made good decisions um, pretty much every time he's got the ball. Um, yeah, and you so, can, and you can probably argue that unfortunately he hasn't been given even that much opportunity. So when he has, he's made the most of every opportunity he's had. So you can't sort of fault him there either. And, and, and look, my and, player of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go. I know. I'm just, I just think on the, I just think on the defensive end too, I think he's the one that, you know, just look to any of the other sons that are out there, but I feel like he's the one that probably actually looks like the least best defender, if that makes any sense, but he works the hardest to get across, help his teammates, whether it's a block, a steal, he, re- he reads the game really well def- on the defensive end. He knows when to pick a pass off. He just reads it very well. So I just think he's very underrated sometimes still. Yeah, it was a, what a what a masterstroke that was by James Jones p- pulling in Cam Johnson. He's been uh, been fantastic for a young bloke in a final series. Uh, has not skipped a beat. My player of the game is Abdul Nader. Did not make any mistakes. Um, Perfect. The, the 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 flog of the week. Uh, we've already got mates. Uh, Devin Booker for that final play uh, was his flog of the week. Hamo, who's your flog of the week? Um, pretty sweet and short. I'm going to go with the um, medical staff for Milwaukee Bucks. Um, main reason being how the hell Thanasis under the compo comes down with Rona and. The rest of the team doesn't. I know it's the finals. I know we got to do all of that. But the end of the first quarter, not even, I think, about seven minutes into the first quarter, Giannis is on the bench and he's gassed just sitting on the scorer's table. Man, he was struggling. You can't tell me that his brother has got it and he doesn't have any type of... Look, Rota. it's you the NBA. I mean? so, no, even if he gets Rona, there's no way that Giannis doesn't play right now. It's it's as simple as that. It's the NBA. <laughs> they're not they're not having him sit out. Whether 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 you like, it like the like MJ football. drunk not drunk game. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Cable. He wasn't drunk. He'd just been up exhausted all and night food from drinking. Um, and Cable. He was just flog? drank a little Rona. There you go. Ooh, flog. Um. I'd probably go for the wanker that well it, well no this is a multi level one so first starts off with the guy that was counting the hundred dollar bills out in the oh, crowd. come on you're that was cut, great you're for the first time. No, no. do you know what I'll give you, it was it was actually cool it was cool the first time it was funny but I think the fact that ABC or ESPN whoever was doing the coverage kept going to him every time that was happening I'm like 
well, you guys are dickheads. You don't have to show this guy. Show some of the other crowds. Show the other Suns fans. We don't have to keep focusing on this guy. And then I will say by extension, I feel like the the commentary team, I know they've got to try and be neutral and, and talk about both sides, but I still feel like they seem so biased. They want the Bucks to win. It shits me. I, I feel like, and especially Jalen Rose is a fucking sook. I don't know. Just, anyway, I just, I'll put them all down as flogs as well. Yeah, no, it's hard to argue that ESPN crew is now starting to do my head in to the point where I'm trying to work out how I can watch the game, but without McCoy's commentary tomorrow. I just don't think well, I can make it work, but it'd be nice. Cable, what about uh, if old mate that had the hungies, next yeah. game he busts out like a nudie pack of cards. Oh, yeah, that'd be better. Looks like some nude cards. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be better. Fix, fix everything. I man. do, yeah. look. I do agree with you, Nate. The first couple of times I saw it, I thought it was hilarious. By the end of the game, I'm sitting there going, all right, mate, let it go now. Yeah, fuck it's, uh, you've got <laughs> it to. Just, you've got look, to. look and, and you know what? It's it's funny. Like I said, like I wish they – yeah, they focus on it once or twice. Yeah, it's funny. But, no, like how many times did you go to the line and they went to that guy and that group of people every time? And it was like, you know what? Since Suns in four, uh, Nick McKellar or whatever his name is, I feel like everyone's trying too hard to get their 15 minutes of fame on the back of the Suns. It's like, just be a fan. Be, support your team. You don't have to be cr- crazy antics to try and get your own T-shirt range out and stubby holders and autograph pieces. Like, just fucking watch the Suns, for fuck's sake. And seriously, from those seats, we know you've got well fucking said. money, all right? Yeah, we know you're wealthy. Yeah, no, you didn't need to fan it because we know where you're sitting. Mm. <laughs> You're kind of rubbing it into everyone in Phoenix who can't afford to go to the fucking game, mate. Pull your head in. Um, all right. I, I have a really long list of flogs. Um, so I'm going to try and narrow this down. Is this just uh, the Aussie gonna, Suns fan chat? I've been, I've been a little bit cranky. I've been a little bit cranky this week. So um, number one, cable style mine. Bloke with the fucking $100 bills. Pull your oh. fucking head in. First couple of times it was funny. Get over it. Number two, anyone still fucking squealing about Suns in four and then getting on and posting shit like this is the worst Suns side and Chris Paul's costing us finals and Devin Booker should pass the ball and because he's a fucking hog. And there's pull your heads in. Like, seriously, let the guys play the game. We don't need uh, every post, doesn't have to be negative bullshit about how the Suns are fucking this up. At the start of the year, you fuckers would have jizzed off in your pants <laughs> for the fact that the Phoenix Suns were going to be playing in the NBA Finals. And now you're all sitting there talking about what a fucking disgrace we are. In Game 5 of the NBA Finals, pull your fucking heads in. And last one. Amen. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a flow on to that one. In the third quarter, when we're down by 10, the game isn't fucking over. So stop carrying on like the fucking world has fallen down. It done my head. And I did. I left the chat. Apologies, Suns fans. I just could not fucking read one more person, right? We're fucked. This series is over. We're going home. It's all over. The Bucks have won. We were halfway through the third fucking quarter. Gav, I say it every feed. I put the my head up. I was, I was one of those people. Hashtag mute feed. <laughs> the Suns came back. They got within one. Yes, Booker fucked up on that final play. He went way too deep when he had a jump shot at the elbow, which realistically should have taken every day of the fucking week. But reality was 
this Suns team, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, they're never out of this con- out of the contest. Don't give it up halfway through a third quarter. Give them the chance. Mm. At the end of the game, go for it. We're can a young I, can team, I, can man. We're going to make mistakes. Can I defend myself there, though? No. No? <laughs> wow. Get back to lockdown. Of course you can. Of course. No, I mean, no, no. I understand where you're coming from because it did get pretty negative. I, I got a bit annoyed that some people in the chat were getting more, more, not, not quite personal, but still more attacking and a bit down on the players. I was just more as a group. I just thought we're pretty cooked. We were just anytime (laughs) we're going forward and we're doing something great. The Bucks were just couldn't miss, and I was like, I can't actually see us turning this around and I was just more frustrated that we had such a good start in that first quarter it was one of the best first quarters we've had for a long time and to just let it go in that second quarter it was really frustrating and more you know Gav you know, again I don't like to use the AFL thing as you know something but you're an Essendon fan you luckily in your lifetime most times Essendon make a grand final they win it or thereabouts trust me I'm calling it to the we, Lions. we yeah, but we, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm used to getting there and being disappointed. So I think maybe that's unfortunately what I saw was like we're having this golden opportunity and we're almost like choking and throwing it away. Um, so I was like, it just reminded me of 2018 grand final kicking the first five goals and then just getting overrun. And I'm like, I'm watching the same thing again, but just a different sport. So don't get me wrong. I know how frustrating it is. Oh, look, uh, and this is the thing we're all, all of us sitting here are Suns fans. All of us during that third quarter were frustrated as fuck. But uh, uh, to me, I just, look, Cable, you and I have got this whole optimist, pessimist thing that, we, that we've had going since we started <laughs> good, this year. Good cop, bad cop, yeah, like it. Uh, yeah, I've, but I've always been, I've always carried the optimism that, yeah. and especially yeah, I carried the pessimistic the way, one last week for yeah, you, brother. Yeah, we I know. Carry, we carried it, Cable. <laughs> um, I've always carried it because... This side, this season, and I, I don't want to look back at those previous seasons. They were frustrating enough. But this side, this season has answered, and they have answered repeatedly. And that's why the thing that frustrated me was we weren't four minutes to go in the game and 15 down. We were in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. Now, 15 points in today's NBA is five shots. Five stops, yeah. five shots. Um so in the third quarter, what, what frustrates me isn't the, isn't the people sitting there going, we're doing this, 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 and this wrong. It's the people going, we're fucked. We can't win this. The series is over, blah, blah, halfway through the third quarter. When reality is, even if the Bucks won, which they did, they still don't take home the silverware. There's still games yeah. to go. And look, we've all got every right to be fucking angry. You, you can be angry. You're allowed to be angry. Absolutely. You just don't have to livid. talk shit about the players. You don't have to get personal. You just get your fucking frustration out, vent a little. But then take a, was, like, if, you, if you're a coach doing that, you say you've got a right to be angry. You guys fucked up. You've got to own that. But a good coach is going to turn around and tell them, this is what you could, did good. This is what you did wrong. That's right. This is where the opportunity is. You only fucked up this much of the game. Don't fuck that up again and it's ours. You know, yeah, there's got to be some right. kind and of speech in there where, the, where, we spoke where about it's it. not we, about the negative feed. We spoke about it last pod where we sort of said these were the things that cost us the previous two games. The side did address those things. The, I, I think that, look, the big gap for me in this game was that second quarter. 
that second quarter, after our first quarter. Yeah, look at it. But uh, it wasn't They just shit on our first quarter. If you look Absolutely, at it back, they, they, literally, literally, like, they went out, they had to beat <laughs> yeah. it by something, didn't they? They had to like, just get that little bit better the second quarter than our amazing first quarter. Yeah. And look, I, I sit there and go, well, I think there was three real opportunities for momentum stops from a Monty point of view within that second quarter where he didn't call the timeouts. And he should have. But that's who Monty is. He he never been that type to get sucked into that in the second quarter, and that's fine. But that's trust too. That's trust. Uh, he puts, play, he puts trust in his players. And that's and a message for them look, too. So During that second quarter, I put a message out there. The, the fact of the matter was that our downtime was when Book was off the court. Now, we needed those other guys to step up, and they just didn't in the second quarter. The remainder of that contest... In particular, the last quarter, those guys battled their ass off. Defensively, we we tightened up. We we were getting those. Um, we were starting to stop the offensive rebounds. The offensive rebounds in this game, in game five, were nowhere near as bad as three and four. Um, but the problem that we have, and the problem they need to address, I don't know how you do it. But we, we continually lose these 50-50 balls during this final series, and it's killing us. They're just getting the tips to fall their way at the moment. Yeah. Well, it, it, when Giannis missed those two shots and that one came off so badly off the, off the, uh, off the ring and, and just bounced like so far back and they had just had the numbers. I think maybe Book almost got his hand to it, but it just sort of bobbled about. And it's like, how like. It's almost like I said in the chat. It's like the gods, the basketball gods, were on the buck side because yeah. kind of like every like little 50-50 ball, every little thing went their way, and just yeah, you're gonna get the rub of the green sometimes, and sometimes you're not. But I mean, I just felt like even when we fought all that way to get back and have a chance to win it, things were still going their way, and unfortunately, just yeah. made the the wrong choice of like you said, he had the opportunity to take that shot, didn't, and and you know the rest is history. All right, we we are we're starting to touch on probably the next segment or the next couple of segments. Oh, so. before we move in, I've just got to clear up something that Cable said earlier uh, with about his disappointment in Collingwood. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, we're all disappointed in Collingwood as well because they're still in the fucking leagues. So anyway, move along, Dev. Sorry. Uh, very very good point. Very good point. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Who do we want to have a beer with this week? Hamo, you're kicking us off with this one. I would like to have a beer. Um, shit. First one that comes to mind is Nate. Oh, Thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking sickening, to be honest. <laughs> Don't be jelly, uh, man. Thanks, Don't be jealous. Ask his We all want to have a beer. We all want to have a beer with Nate, but you're just kissing his ass. Come on, man. Do better. Cam Johnson. Oh, I don't like it. Why? Just because I'm a, I've always been a North Carolina fan as well. Um, the way he came out of the Tar Heels group and got drafted where he did, and what he's turned himself into. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd dig all the North Kakalaki boys. And uh, Hamo, where, where does that put you on Jordan? Meh. <laughs> Oh, okay, he's, strong, strong stance. Good work. Yeah, no, he's not, he's not the reason why I like North Carolina, man. James Worthy was more the reason why I like North Carolina. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, 
funnily enough, Michael Jordan's first ever thing he did as a Tar Heel was throw an assist to James Worthy. Trivia, folks. Oh, Learn that all shit. All right. Um, but yeah, I Cam Johnson, man. Tar Heel's strong. Like it. I was going to say, we found out today, or at least on social media, that uh, the reason Cam Johnson wears number 23 is because Jordan's his hero. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. Who do you want to have a beer with? Dario Sarge. Poor bastard. He's not. Well, what else oh. is he doing? No, I felt, I felt bad for him. I actually like, miss him. I yeah, really miss I him. And that, 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 was, that was the point of what I was going to say as well. Like, I saw him. It was great that he was there when, you know, I saw the start of the game and the players were coming through the tunnel and he was there sort of giving him a pat on the ass and, you know, giving him a high five as they go out. And you sort of feel bad for the guy because, yeah, okay, he's, he's a bit maligned at the club and, and we probably give him some shit sometimes and other podcasts do, but he still did his bit. And I think he's been... You know, sometimes in the playoffs, he's we've talked about it in the podcast. He's had some shocking moments, but then he's collected himself and and, and done some good stuff. So he was a brilliant a, regular season and, player. And I just feel like that's just that maybe that extra one percent we're missing too. Like you're talking about the the rebounds before. I think I don't know whether Aiton's run out of gas because I think it's been on Aiton's shoulders for a bit. No, I don't want to get stuck in Aiton because I think I've called him as the MVP overall for consistency for most of the uh, playoffs, but. I think he's, it's, it's, I don't know whether he's lost a bit of a step or what, but the last couple of games has been pretty down. And I think maybe this, there's a lot on his shoulders to get these boards and they're not running. Frank, the tank's not getting a run. So I think missing Dario is pretty bad. So I'd like to just sit with him and oh, chat and with him and have a beer. And yep. I think that's, I Bring think that's sticks. really important because um, I, I, Milwaukee are a very, very good rebounding team. And you mentioned DeAndre Ayton running out of gas. I just don't think he can be everywhere he needs to be. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee attack the glass. They they know that they need to attack the glass. They do it better than the sides we've played in the playoffs so far. And reality is Dario Saric is very, very good at getting in position and keeping guys off the glass. And when you, when you sort of sit there and look at it and go, you know what, late in that game when Giannis was on the foul line, you would have taken Crowder out and loved Dario Saric in there with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. We get those rebounds if that's the case. And um, it hurts, but um, fact is that right. others have suffered through injury and we have to as well. We've loved to hate him all season. And now when it's down to it, we miss him. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. All right, Nate, who's your uh, beer this week? Mate, I have one prepared. There's no reaching. I thought about this. It's going to be hammer. Is no, no, it's a group of people, and I don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> no, recently, this week, I found myself looking at the Marley's uh, Bar Facebook page in downtown, just to sort of see what was going on in the bar, see some of the pictures, uh, see some of the, the viewing parties they were having, and what guys were doing in, in Marley's Bar downtown while the games were on, whether they're on in Milwaukee or whether they're on in, in you know, Phoenix. And I just thought, fuck, man, I'd love to be in that bar right now with every one of those strangers. Just the unification of the entire freaking bar going for your own team and everyone being invested as you are. I just, oh, I got chuffed. I was like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> That's my vote. That's my beer of the yeah, week is I everyone at Marley's. Hard Very to cool. argue that one. That's that'd be. Uh, uh, it's always been my bucket list to be in Phoenix while the finals were going on for exactly that. 
away games, be in a bar at Marley's or be wherever the wherever it might be, um, drinking with Suns fans and then getting as many uh, tickets to games as I possibly could. So I'm not going to argue with that one. That, that'd that? be. All right, lads. So we've um, we've lost Hamo. He had to go to bed. It's uh, it's past his bedtime. Mummy came and said, "Hamo, time to go nine nights." Um, let's, oh, come let's... on, Gav. He gets up early. He gets up three, four in the morning for work. So we all day. get up at three or four in the morning. <laughs> I got four kids. I get up at yeah. four in the morning every fucking day. Um, Mate, anyway, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll we'll keep rolling on. Uh, let's touch on it quickly. We've already sort of done it anyway. But let's touch on game five. Uh, Cable, here's your platform, mate. You you had a meltdown halfway through the third quarter on the chat group, so roll it out. What's your thoughts on game five? No, I mean, look, it, it was disappointing because – and then trust me, I heard all about it because I had actually in another sort of basketball group that, you know, there's one or two Suns fans in that, but it's mainly just a mix of everyone. And I said, if you want to see the best basketball for the year, watch the Suns' first quarter and then straight away – you know, sort of into the second half, I'm sort of going, oh, how about that other quarter? What, are, you know, oh, the Bucks quarter was a bit better than that. And all this, I didn't hear the end of it. So I was already a bit filthy. But um, it's just more about, like I was saying in the last podcast, it's about, you know what, and, and you did touch on it. Yes, we should be as Suns fans that no one predicted would even make potentially the playoffs, that we've got to the playoff, or finished second in the division and second best record in the NBA. Great achievement. And, and we've got through to the NBA finals. Again, great achievement. If you had asked me, would you take that at the start of the year? I'm like, absolutely. But I think it's because I get frustrated and maybe I'm pessimist or whatever. I've tried to be as positive and upbeat like you, Gav, but I feel like that's the thing. I, I, all the reasons why you're positive, I agree with. And I know we're capable. That's why I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed for the guys anyway. But I know we can do it. And I just think we've had opportunities to bury the bucks and now we're fighting for our lives just to win the fucking thing. And i just like, that's where the frustration comes. It's like, if we're not good enough, we're not good enough. And even if we had played the Bucks and they were a lot more superior coming into the, into the finals and us, and we were never really a chance, but we just fought hard and we, you know, lost four to two, so be it. But the reality is we've come in, we're all up and about. We won the first two games, don't forget that. And we have a good record of, not losing two in a row. Now we've lost three in a row. We only did that once, and that was right at the start of the year when things, the chemistry was still working and all that. And it's not like we've been blown away in these three games. But two, one game, we were pretty average. Things didn't work. Two games, we were, I don't want to say balls deep, but <laughs> balls we should have won them. We should have won them. And that's where, that's where the frustrating occurs. I'm like, we shouldn't be even in this position. But our execution, like, we've got to hand it to the Bucks. The Bucks did what they had to do and executed when it mattered, and and we just didn't. And that's where I'm frustrated because I think we're, we're better than what uh, – what are we at now? 3-2. Like, I think we're better than 3-2. So that's where I'm frustrated. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If, if anyone had a chance or a reason to feel like they could fade off the ball's deep territory, it was Booker. He's like, I've done 40. Jenna's waiting. Uh, I'd like to go face dive into that. Uh, but in, uh, instead, he uh, threw the ball to Drew and said, oh, no. Yeah. 
and and don't get me wrong, Cable, and and this is what I want to make very clear with what I was posting, and for those who got it wrong, and I know Ash got on and went, don't mix up passion with uh, negativity or whatever it was. I get the frustration. I was just as frustrated as everybody else on that day. I, I, I don't don't get me wrong for any one second of anything. But while the game's going, we're still a chance. We are still a live chance. And that that's my only point. And that's what frustrated me most was basically everybody in that chat had given the game away. And I just went, I'm fucking done with this. I'm, I'm out because this side, who knows what they can do. Now, you're spot on. These last two games, we should have won them. We outplayed the Bucks in both of those games right across fucking the board. The problem was that they got their 50-50 balls. The Bucks shooting in that second and third quarter was fucking lights out. They had hands in grill. Realistically, they were and but we all know the Bucks can do that. We all know that they can have their streaks. It's the way that you counter those streaks. And we didn't counter them well in the second and third quarters. Last quarter, absolutely. But um, that probably cost us. That stretch definitely in the second quarter cost us the game. And yeah, if you're talking about hands in grill, though, you're talking about hands in grill, you can't say that defending, whether it was Mikhail or whoever else, didn't have hands up in Middleton's grill. That no, dude absolutely. was defended well, and he went just... And Holiday. Holiday was... You listen to the other pods. We were, gonna, we were throwing some props to... Uh, the solar panel, and they made reference to the fact that Chris Middleton went Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, he did. was he, shooting he from anywhere he wanted, and they went in. It didn't matter what hand he was in his face. It didn't matter whether or not his grill was about to get eye-poked, raped, fucking hit with a pineapple, yeah. a brick, a baseball bat, or whatever else we were thinking watching it. Uh, he hit it the shots. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely agree. And and that's uh, that's precisely what I was saying. It didn't matter what we did, in that, particularly in that second quarter. They just fucking would miss. Um, we could have been, we could have had them in headlocks and dragging them to the ground, and the ball would have just popped out and gone in. But similar uh, to fucking space jam. Having said that, it's very hard to defend, like you said. Like if they're hitting, you know, seventy-five to eighty percent of their shots, and even under pressure, there's nothing you can do as a defender about it. That's just one of those things. But I've, going back to what you said about Monty before, and we don't, I don't really want to even bag Monty, but I think. I know he's been consistent all, all year, and like you said, I think Nate said he, he was loyal to his guys. You'll get they'll get it right. They'll turn the corner. Don't need to call a timeout. But I really oh, think he's trust. I yeah, but I really think unfortunately the rotations, and again, this is probably because Dario is out as well. I think who he started with at the start of that second quarter, it didn't work, and it just looked bad. and And they just started jacking up threes. Tory Craig, I think, put up, put, tried to put up two. And yeah, they, uh, didn't, they didn't switch it up, and, and they, they didn't mix it up. But then they they were putting. Up, why are we just continuing to go for threes? Like, try you need to do something else. And then obviously they started hitting the shots, and then that sixteen point lead evaporated pretty quickly before mm-hmm. you know push cut. And then like, shit, we better get Booker back in. And but then that was the thing they got they got rolling. We let the Bucks get rolling, and it was yeah. like that's. I think that was it the was big all momentum. That was a big difference in the game. I think. Too slow to react to that, and and maybe and not having a go. Those guys have been good for us, but sometimes it's the five that are on the court and the mix of who's on that court. I think at the time it was Tory Craig, Chris Paul, uh, Cam Johnson, campaign and campaign. I don't, I don't know, but we weren't very big on the court either. And that's the thing, like I said, when they're good at rebounding or 
hitting the glass. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know. Look, it, it, it's, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but that was probably the time to pull, call, call the timeout, call it and just not let that shit set in. Because I think the whole mentality changed. I think it was this awesome quarter. And I don't know if there was a lot of drinking the bathwater quarter time or slapping high oh, fives. But it was like, exactly yeah, I reckon that's what happened too. And, and the crowd's up and about, and everyone's thinking, yeah, Sun's in five, all that sort of shit, or whatever, Sun's in six, whatever. And I really think... Those first to- two games were so good, and that's when they... That game five, that's what game one and two look like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right. The, the, with the bathwater comment and the crowd energy, you can you can understand why they went, this is the transition. This yeah. is where it all goes back yeah. the other way. They almost, they almost started to enjoy the fact mm. that they were out there playing the game rather than putting the hard work in. Yeah. And that, that secondary unit did let us down pretty badly. And look, usually um, with this Sunside, when that situation starts to happen, Chris Paul takes over, gets to the elbow, hits those jump shots, settles thing down. He just wasn't doing it. He, he was great in that last quarter to get us back, but I feel like, again, it was I thought sadly... Chris Paul had a great game, apart from one action. Well, that's true. Oh, I thought he struggled in that first half. I don't know if he was doing as much, but his second half was definitely a lot better. And he stat, when you see his stat line, you go, oh, geez, did he... Because for me, I felt like Book had to shoulder a lot of the stuff. That was just my perception of what happened. But yeah. Chris Paul was way yeah. better than he was in game four. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% agree with that. Gav, when are these when are these pods the most fun? When I want to fucking argue with you, let's do it. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on now. You just said the second unit let us down, right? All right. So what did the second unit do? The second unit came on. We both only played three players out of our second unit. All right. Their second unit got twenty three points, and it came from two players, not three. Three players played, only two players scored. Our second unit came in. We only got 15 points. It came from three players. So both teams only played eight players. Second units were three players deep. And we, in our second unit, we had Mikhail Bridges shooting 83% for the field goal percentage. Did our second unit really let us down? I don't believe they did. Please defend yourself, sir. Well, I... Are you talking? But is this the whole whole game, Tom? Are you talking about the second quarter? No, I'm talking the entire game. No, I'm talking I'm about because yeah, no. but Gavin made the comment that our second unit let us down, and the whole game is what matters. And if you go back and you look at the box score for the second the, for the whole game, the second unit we had the same amount of players playing the same amount of minutes in the second unit uh, for the game. Yes, our second unit scored eight points less, but one person, you know, I said second unit, but Mikhail Bridges hit like 83%. Uh, we had 15 points come off the bench. Uh, we weren't relying on the bench. I mean, I don't think they let us down at all. I think they did their job. Maybe they could have done a little bit better, but I, I just, well, for the I'll, sake of having okay. a debate with Gav, like, <laughs> you know. No, but I'll defend Gav a bit here. You got no audio, Gav. The worst thing is, it looks really bad for me because it looked like I just dumped out there when you were having yeah. a shot of the <laughs> I really did. I missed most of your argument. So I have no idea what I'm arguing, but fuck it, I'm going to argue it anyway. 
yes, our second unit, they, they scored at times and did all that sort of shit. It was all about the momentum they gave the Bucks during that period at the start of the second quarter. And they just gave up way too much momentum. The energy dropped off. And for me, it's it's not about the points that they ended up with over the course of the game. And I spoke about it during the second quarter. I, I put a post up. Cameron Johnson was minus 19 for the game. Now, Cam Johnson, we spoke earlier about him being our, probably our most consistent finals player. Now, him being Someone minus nineteen, game him 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 being minus nineteen is not all his pro, his fault. Um, he was two from two for three. Why the fuck weren't they feeding him the ball? Um, but reality is that that period of time when Booker was off the floor, in particular, and Aiton don't that like. I mean, Da didn't have a, a monster dominant game, or even though he still had twenty and ten. Um, but when those two were off the floor, we lost all of that momentum. And by the time they got back on the floor, the momentum was gone and the Bucks had it all. Did you ever do debating in uh, high school? Uh, no, I didn't because uh, basically... because I, I, I prepared not, my argument just like it was, I was uh, in school. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was told not to because I'd win all the time. There you go. Well, <laughs> so your second half, everything you've just said... We've scored, what did we go, 70, 80 points in the first half and we're 58 in the second. Wherever you lay blame, that's a big difference, first half to second half. And I don't think you can say, oh, that's the second unit's fault. I'll def- can I just step in? I'll defend Gav to a point because what I sort of... I this is the point. Let's have an argument. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will argue with you because I think... You're you're going on the stats <coughs> on the whole game, Nate. Which there's no, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying for that four minutes of the second, the start of the second quarter, the the chemistry and and the momentum, everything that was built up in that first quarter, just dissipated with poor decisions, poor ball movement, not great D. It was just very disjointed, very clunky, and it just. Oh, like say we had, sorry, cable, cable. Did you, Nate? Did you say we had eighty points in the first half? Yeah. Fucking you and your maths. Add it up again. Oh, his maths oh, is terrible. I wrote these down the wrong way. I wrote these down 60, the wrong we way. We had 61 in the ah. first half and 58 And we got second. 24 in the second. The Bucks had 43. Yeah. 30 Here's my wishful thinking quarter. when I'm writing stuff down. <laughs> if you're going to debate the master, yeah, if you're going <laughs> to debate the master debater, the master debater. Well, the master debater? Um, <laughs> at least... You and your fa- the only thing that ever lets That's you down. That's twice now, but I've drunk too much. The only the thing that and... lets you down in these yeah. debates is your maths. That's the only thing. <laughs> Go, cable, back to you. No, 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 I was finished. I just, I just think, <laughs> like I said, don't, don't want to bag the guys too much because I think overall for the whole year they've been good. But it was uh, whether it was Monty's decision or just the normal rotations, the five guys that started that second quarter let that slip and, and just didn't. Work hard enough, didn't make the right decisions, and and the Bucks ate into that lead pretty quickly, and all of a sudden we were back to square one, really. Yeah, I, all right. Look, reality is, I think we all saw where the major gaps were in that game, and um, it was unfortunate, but momentum got us a couple of times. But again, it's those 50-50 balls. If we can shut them down, um, makes a massive difference. We we did well to restrict those offensive rebounds. We did well to restrict the um, the turnovers. 
they still got us on fast break points um, and got us fairly handily on fast break points. Um, so uh, it's that that is Mind one you, the of turnovers, the big gaps. We did have less turnovers, which is interesting. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And that, that's what I mean by restricting turnovers and offensive rebounds. I think we may have even had more offensive rebounds. I think they sure they only had the five turnovers in game four, but they had five in the more than five in the first quarter. We had less we had less offensive rebounds, but um only by three where we were talking what fifteen in the last game or whatever it was. So uh, but they as I said, their fast fast break points, they outscored us by 14 or something like that. I mean, straight away, you, you you restrict that and it changes the face of the game. All right, relevant to that, let's move on. Next game, what are the adjustments we need to make? Nate, I'm going to let you kick this one off. Well, mate, I'm going to go back and actually quote something you posted in the, the fan page. Um, I've quoted Monty several times in the podcast we've held about who needs to be the most desperate team. And you posted an Aiton comment and he's gone, now we are the most desperate team. So I wanted to pay kudos to that. Let's hope that that is the mantra and that team comes out and Aiton does what he's supposed to do and performs like he has through the entire series prior to, I mean, yeah, he got 20 and 10 in the last game. I don't remember his 20 points. I can remember more of his rebounds than I can remember him scoring. Something's wrong if that's happening. Yeah, I think he's uh, most so I, th- I think this statement, quarter. this statement um, that you posted, Gavin, I'm like, that's why I'm like bringing a point, like I'm focusing on it. Now we're the desperate team. If that quote's coming from Aiden, I think it's fantastic because yeah. he needs to be the difference. And if, if that's if that's a view he's actually going to adopt, then uh, I'm going to be pretty excited tomorrow while he's got I'm a, working and watching the game at the same time. Look, I will, I will give him, <laughs> I will, I'll give him a little bit of a benefit doubt in that he's still, for a big guy, he's relatively young in the scheme of things, um, you know, not that experienced. But then the, the props we have given him, like he's come in and there was a lot of debates. Was he the best, you know, number one pick for us? All that sort of stuff. And there was a lot of doubts on him. And then he shut people up pretty quickly with his playoffs run early on. And it was like, oh, my God, this guy's built for playoffs. And then it's almost like he's gone back into his shell. Because those last couple of games, yeah, like you said, Nate, he might have racked up a few stats. And I I definitely feel like I see him getting a lot of boards. But with his points and that, like, it feels like he just – there's no influence in it either. Like, he might get the odd point here or there. But he's not – he's not smashing the – you know, smashing him down hard on anyone or there's been times where he's had mismatch. He need a, mit, uh, a mismatch, maybe on Connaughton or Holiday. And he's like, don't he's worry, at least you can still do math cable. At least yeah, you can still do math. But, okay. he, but he's good enough because we know he can do it. So it's like, <laughs> mate, you've got, to call, you've got to call for that ball and want it. You can tell Book or CP3, give me the ball and make sure you, you smash it on top of him. Like, dominate. Don't worry, you can do it. We know you can do it. We've seen it. But it's like you got to tie it off your back. You better that, fucking do it. You know what? It, is, it, it feels it feels weird, and maybe it is because Book and, and CP3 have had a lot of the ball as well. But it's almost like he's gone into his shell a little bit, and gone. Oh well, they're the star players. It's their first finals. I'll I'll let them be the MVP. I'll let them whatever. He's the like, difference I'll, maker. Yeah, I agree. I think he is the difference, and I just feel like he's maybe gone. Well, I'm a third string guy. It's about CP3 and Book. Let them. I don't know, it's weird, but 
we know he can do it. So that's the thing. And right. I, if anything, can yeah. I can I can I can jump on this this yeah. conversation? Well, I can ask you can. You're I the really godfather, right? To. I really wanted to. Yes, we. <laughs> yes, we want to see Aiton dominate more, especially when he gets on the block against those smaller guys. This isn't all DeAndre Aiton's responsibility here. Chris Paul, mm-hmm. Devin Booker have to start to recognise and have to start to feed this guy. He because Cable, you're spot on. DeAndre Ayton is not the man in this team. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are. So they will continue to do what they want to do in order to they believe that they have to drag this side over. What the decision they need to make though is DeAndre Ayton is a big beast. He has been fantastic for the whole final series. If he gets mismatches in the block, they've got to give him the ball. That is just as important a decision as them getting to the elbow and taking their jump shots. They have to take that leadership role to make sure that he is impacting the contest. Because I'll tell you something right now. Brooke Lopez is getting a fucking free ride in this final series. An absolute fucking free ride. Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, I know you're listening. If you want to beat Milwaukee, that's how you do it. You feed him an elbow. You let him go, (laughs) but you expose the fuck out of this freeloader that is Brooke Lopez. He has absolutely taken a free ride. You know what? Get the ball out of Middleton's hands. Get the ball out of Holiday's hands. If Brooke Lopez wants the ball open on a fucking wing, let him have it. Get it out of their hands. Start to expose the freeloader because that's what he's doing and start to expose the fact that we've got a big bloke in an anchor that is five times the player of Brook Lopez and should be absolutely dominating this series. There you go. That's me. Gav, um, mate, we spoke about it on a previous pod about who we'd sacrifice to take someone out. Somebody's definitely said Frank the Tank if you go back and look at the records. And I think right now is the opportunity where if you want to take Brooke out, you go, Frank, go in and uh, Brooke, you've got three minutes. One round of UFC, three minutes, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't, to be honest, I don't want to take Brooke out. I want to give him as much of the ball as possible. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, leave him stand there by himself for the whole fucking game. The bloke is a freeloader who is basically just going through the mate. He's had no impact on this final series. All right. Maybe so, I just want to see Frank get some minutes. And if that's the only well, way it's going I, to happen. Then. I'd, like to see, I'd like to see Frank go on and take someone out. That'd be nice. And Dante DiVincenzo. Well, let's, let's face it. He's got, he's got to be better than Sticks out there. No offence, Hamo. I know you wanted Sticks on earlier. Oh, I know. But I'm yeah, still I, and the people that I, listen to the pod can't see what I'm doing. But you know it. <laughs> I was I, I, I was a bit pissed that one when he mentioned sticks, so I actually missed it and it went straight out of my head. You let it go. You let it there go. There is bro. no I fucking didn't. way knowing that that bloke should be getting finals minutes, unless we're yeah. winning by thirty. Um, look, he is so blessed. He's on our team. Put Frank in. Let him run over to the bench and punch Dante Di Vincenzo in the face after his. He's already game. out. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. He's sitting on the bench. Go and punch him in the face after his Twitter attack. His his little Twitter shot at fucking Devin Booker. Fuck him. Go and punch him in the face. Um, No, I I think we have to we have to expose Aiton to the ball, and we have to expose the freeloader that is Brook Lopez. 
look, we've done three three games now that we've lost. We need to do something completely fucking different. The Bucks are just going to expect they're going to we're going to throw the same shit at them, and they're going to be so cock fucking confident at home. We have to switch something up and throw something different at them, and exploit. I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not the coach, but you can't throw the same shit at this team going back into Milwaukee. Cable, weigh in. You're, you're itching. I can see it. Weigh in. No, no, no. I just, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready for multi-bet time. I, I, <laughs> I, I know. I, I agree. We have to do something a little bit different, but uh, I mean, I like, I mean, apart from like, you know, me and Gav talking last time about fixing up the tweaks, you know, not having as many turnovers, getting on the offensive glass, all that sort of stuff. We fix that up, but again, they shot the lights out. So, I mean, were we that bad or, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if the side's going to shoot that well, there was a stretch there where it was Booker Middleton, Booker Middleton going up and they they both couldn't miss. So every time I thought, oh, Book's going to come back and that's maybe where I was getting frustrated. I'm like, every time I felt like there was confidence, but then they go down and Middleton would hit a Jordan-like shot and you go, well, how are we going to ever close this lead at all? Because... Number, number one adjustment on that, number one adjustment is I would put McCall Bridges on Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, straight think, up, first move. I was going to say, I straight think, out there. I think this is where the solar panel were really big on. They were saying McCall tries, obviously, as hard as he can, but Middleton exposed Bridges, has exposed him more series. So you're right. I was saying you got to put him on Holiday and have Book or someone else go to, go to Middleton. Actually, yeah, yeah, Espo did say put Bridges on Drew Holiday. And if you look at the numbers, the the three of them, and and I'll actually get these numbers right, Cav. Can we get get the calculator sent up to... Yeah, yeah, get the the calculator. (laughs) Game score for game five. You had Giannis with 32, Middleton with 29, Holiday with 27. That 27 in every... or, Or Holiday's output by points... That's been the difference in the winning games. So to your point, Cable, and to Espo's point on the solar panel, if you switch up Middleton and shut out Drew, just fucking shut him out, if you get rid of that 27, a turnover from Chris, turnover from Booker, which I hope they don't fucking do again, especially in the same game at the end at the last minute, there's the difference. There's a difference in a championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're talking about mixing it up and doing something different. Something different is throwing Mikael Bridges at Drew Holiday. Um, throw, and throw Aiden at Middleton. Yeah. Oh, just, well, just treat it like 2K Aiden, for like half a quarter. I'd leave Aiden with Giannis. <laughs> I'd actually throw Booker to Middleton he's not on the court. and go, go for it. Because they, they're looking for that switch where they want to get Devin Booker, at the moment, I think Book is uh, guarding PJ Tucker because PJ Tucker just sits in the corner of the three point line. But you all need to Tucker's split those doing. Two up. He's just running relationships and mentoring. He's just. All, all Tucker does is run screens and get Booker on a switch. Well, that's great. If they want to do that, put Booker to Middleton and let Middleton go up and run the screen. If they want Booker to switch on to Drew, that way Bridges switches on to Middleton and we've still got the coverage. But I'd start Bridges running with Drew. Uh, it's just uh, it's the now, it's the got, difference. I'd to make. your point, Gav, you've got um, Booker at six six or six five, 
You've got Tucker at what they say is 6'6". Six, six. Tucker's a little fat, kind of like this. And uh, Booker's, well, not because he's got a Jenner. You can't have two guys the same height and one guy big and a centre of gravity just getting into him. Like, he's, it's not going to work. Every time if you've got Tucker doing the picks and Booker's involved in it, he's going to hurt him. It's, it's going to take out energy out of him. Yeah. I just, I, just, I think, like you said, be... you've got to switch it up. You've got to break those two up because I, I actually think Tucker is taking energy out of Booker. Yeah, uh, and, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. And hopefully we see some adjustments and um, another first quarter like we had the other day, but not so much the second quarter. All right, multi-time, let's move on. Nate, what do you got for me? Give me a leg. Obviously, we've got the Suns to win a Mikael Bridges one block. No, no, I reckon we need to change our multis up. I need, we, do, we need to narrow them down and make them small so we right. actually get a win. We need to get okay. one, right? And um, we spoke well, well. We spoke off off the the pod here about let's take Suns out for a win to our multi get something. I don't think this game we can. I think we have to balls to the wall, every all in. I think we Suns have team. to have Suns win. We as this pod, we cannot not have that in. No. And uh, base good money. Yeah, good, good. Uh, and what do we do different? Uh, I think Aiton has to be the difference. Aiton has to be the difference in the next game, so we have to add a leg that involves Aiton. Now he went twenty and ten in a very quiet game, so let's let's get involved here. If we're gonna we're gonna flip up a twenty and ten stat into the next multi, do we want to stay with twenty and ten, or do we want to expect more of him if he's going to be the difference? Well, if we go twenty and ten, he's paying two fifty to score twenty, and he is paying. $1.25 for the rebounds, which is a nice little anchor. So that's can fine. You, can we maybe... So well, I just noticed we're paying $2.55 for a win. So that's, we might as well back that in as well. But yeah. with the eight, can we do it like a, a points thing? Like just a, 30, a mix of anything? For, so we get 30, 30 plus on points and rebounds? I, I think... That, I, well, let's can, put the difference in. Do... If we're 25 on points and then throw in... Uh, if he's getting 10 in the last one... I think you should be getting 15. So can you throw 25 on the points and 15 on the rebounds rate? So 40 or yeah. what? Oh, no, it depends if you want to do Gav's little special bet that he does or if you want now to actually take the two let's separate go, points. Let's go project. individually because they're paying more. So yeah, 25 rebounds is paying $5.40. Jack up your multi um, without actually having to throw in all the extra legs. And you 225 for 14 rebounds. I can read Aussie Suns fans get a great deal the if you Bucks, log in and create the a Bucks new account are 48 with Labrokes. The Bucks minutes away from an NBA title. Yeah, fuck you, Labrokes. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got for us there, Cable? What do you want to throw in? Um, hang on. Uh, so uh, where are we going? I think I think Book's still going to have a big game. I think you'd have to have Book for... So it's not even worth him having a 20. It's only a dollar and five. I wouldn't um, go much more than 30, though. No. Nah. Yeah. I think if we play a full team game, he drops a 30 and other people pick up the margin, and that's how we beat them. We've beat teams with our depth. And I think uh, betting on book over 30 in a game that matters for everything, 
I think put down Mikhail Bridges for two threes at $1.57. Mikhail Bridges for two threes. Two threes, Mikhail Bridges. $1.57. That is in. I am going to go. I'm going to. What do you call it? The Gab Special there, Nate? But no, I didn't call shit, especially. I am going to go Chris Paul. Over 34 and a half. minute you said you had six flogs in the morning, I didn't call anything special. (laughs) 34 and a half PRA for Chris Paul at $1.82. That's going in. All right, what's all that up? That's $53.68. We odds boost to 65s. And because it's a game breaker, we're going to put that on for 10 bucks. So that'll pay $658. Right. Boom, we're on. For those, just as a recap, I suppose, DeAndre Ayton, 14-plus rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, 25-plus <coughs> points. Phoenix Suns head-to-head. Mikael Bridges, two three-pointers. Chris Paul, over 34.5 PRA to pay $650. Nice. All right. I must have got pissed last night because I put a multi on already. Mate, I did it in the middle of this pod. <laughs> Carl Bridges, two steals. DeAndre Ayton, two blocks. DeAndre Ayton, 20 points. Phoenix Suns, 11 plus. Devin Booker, six assists. Chris Paul, three three-pointers. I was well, pissed. Get, uh, you're a clairvoyant, a drunk clairvoyant. I'll tell you what, I would have paid if it, if it gets up. And, um, anyway, we, well done, guys. Um, another great pod. Uh, we will obviously, Cable will try and get this up before the game tomorrow. 11 a.m. tomorrow, uh, the Phoenix Suns taking on Milwaukee. Game six. Uh, of course, we uh, either have one or two games left, which means we have one or two or three pods left. Um, which should be should be good fun for this uh, this final section anyway. Before we head into all that other fun stuff that happens in the off season that none of us have given a fuck about for once in the first ten, first time in ten years. Um, but great pod, uh, one word, point winner and margin cable. Oh, I said Suns by three <clears throat> last time, didn't I? And I think we what did we win? No, we lost by three. Um, you know what's scary? I think this either the Suns win or they get absolutely fucking flogged. Um, I think let's, yeah, back, let's be positive. Me. Let's put it out the universe. <laughs> Suns by five and take it back to Phoenix. Mate. I'm going to be the naughty child and not really answer your question and answer it with what I want to say. Suns win, obviously. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to reference a post you put on the, the, the Aussie Suns fans page. Yeah, posted something where Chris Paul was saying, we control our own destiny. My reply to that is, all right then, go make us believe. And I say that positively. I say that in all confidence, go out there and make us believe because there's two games for us, not one. So win this one, make us believe we've got the second one, and I'm not going to pick margins. I'm just saying win. That's Love it. it. Uh, Suns by 14. Enjoy, folks. See you guys on the next pod. Go Suns. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Suns. Pierre Cardin. Suns. The first to Booker for the long range jumper. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix.
Hamilton, you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul, bring a dinner with the dish. D-Book on the corner with the swish. We the valley, hating with the dunk. Posterizing, now the crowd getting pumped. We the best, I ain't talking about Cali. Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali. Stand up if you're down for the suns. Put a finger in the air, we number one. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship reign. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing.